you would uh, that your word would go forth. Lord, we thank you for everything. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray all things. Amen. Go ahead, Johnny Mac. Well, brothers, amen and amen. You know, every now and then we get uh, we get challenges and we get uh, situations that try to prevent us from being able to do all that God wants us to do. He dropped in my spirit this morning that we could we should live in fullness, and that is faithfully, unapologetically loving life. So this morning, that's what I saw. I'm operating in. Facebook, everything that has tried to prevent this message from coming forth has been removed. We, hey, next month, we, we're blessed, but we're going to have our own doctrine share in our romance and relationships. There's so much to say, but uh, the word, uh, you know, they tell us that, you know, to govern ourselves accordingly so that we could be in order and on time and in line. This morning, we're going to have uh, our very own uh, co-founder, Mr. Benny, Mr. Make It Happen, Franklin, and he's going to be sharing two of the laws, the law of modeling and the law of expansion. And as he shares, I want you to take copious notes because there is a word for you to live in your fullness. Mr. Franklin. Uh, good morning. Good morning. You know, we, um, <clears throat> you know, this is a perfect example of uh, just staying ready and being ready when the call is put up on you. We had Dr. Lassiter that was supposed to share uh, with us this morning and he had something to, uh, something that came up that prevented him. We all have things that come up and prevented him uh, to do. And that's why we always have to be ready as leaders because we don't know when that thing's gonna come up. Uh, but all we do know is that people expect for us to uh, just fix it and solve it. And it's, am I by myself in that? Does somebody hear me? <laughs> we can all hear you, brother. I love it. You know, they, when, when things happen, you know, all people want to know is, okay, what are you going to do? They don't want to know about really what happened. They just want the solutions right out of the gate, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, I, you know, I told Johnny, called me this morning and said, hey, man, Dr. Lester can't make it. We need, you know, we need you to come on and uh, you know, what are we going to do? And I said, well, I guess we got to do what we got to do. We're going to talk about uh, these two laws. And the first law we're going to get into is we're going to talk about the law of modeling. Now, the law of modeling says that it's hard to improve when you have no one else but yourself to follow. I want to repeat that. It's hard to improve when you have no one else to follow. You know, we have... Um, Right now, especially with this explosion in leadership and with everybody uh, becoming leadership gurus, everybody's becoming coaches, uh, and everybody's got an expert in this area, they're expert in that area, and they're really anxious to get out there and get people to lead, uh, to lead people and, uh, you know, to start up this business, start up this group, start up this organization. And the question is, who are following you? And a lot of times people get frustrated because they're trying to figure out, you know, how can I grow my business? How can I grow my group? How can I grow my organization? Because I don't have anybody following me. And they don't necessarily understand what growth looks like in that aspect. Uh, and Tony uh, Robbins, when he's talking about expanding businesses, when he's talking about entrepreneurs, how to grow their business, 
the thing that he says that fails that why entrepreneurs fail more often than not is because for some strange reason they feel compelled to reinvent the wheel they feel compelled that uh, whatever idea they came up with was theirs uniquely and nobody in the world ever thought of it uh, before. And what his point, what he drives home, what his point is, once you decide to do something, if you will just take the time and do some research and realize, is there something out there that exists in what you're trying to do? And more than likely there is because there's really nothing new under the sun. It's just repackaging. Then your best bet for success is to model the most successful example that's out there, not try to reinvent. Now, we're in this culture where, you know, we don't want to be, uh, we don't, we don't want to be biting on anybody's style. I want to do my own thing. I gotta have my own thing. Really, really selfish in that space. So the question becomes, you know, understanding what what does modeling really look like because it's really essential to your growth. Well. There are a couple of things that you have to know if you want to follow and understand the law of modeling. Number one, are you a worthy example to be followed? That's number one, are you a worthy example to be followed? That means that whatever you, does your life work asking people to do what you say they ought to do? Are you a walking example of that? You know, if you say, hey, man, you ought to live like this, you ought to do this, you ought to do that, you ought to do this. And when they come in, when they get closer to you, do they see that example lived out? You know, because a lot of times people don't, they forget something. When you learn something, these are the rules. When you get, when you, when you get this information, I know we get real anxious, especially when we get excited and we hear something great. We want to, we, we're in a rush to, uh, to start teaching it, well, here, here's, here's the process for that. You learn it, you live it, then you teach it. If you skip one of those steps, then I'm telling you, you are not a worthy example. And once people get close to you and they size you up that you are not worthy, guess what they do? They won't follow you. They won't. So, being a worthy example is one of the principles for modeling. The second expensive uh, principle is uh, proven experience. You know, uh, 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 R. Carnegie said that the road ahead, to know the road ahead is you have to ask somebody that's coming back. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the point is you have to have proven experience. This is where we get into the living it. So you can really have true examples and you've done all of the testing, you've done all of the beta. Uh, so when you talk to people and you're living and you're walking this walk, people can see uh, that thing working in your life and they get excited and they say, okay, I want to, uh, uh, I want some of what Reggie Wright has. I, I want some of what, what Sederic has. I want some of what Johnny Max has. You know, I've been with Johnny Mac and man, you think it was Denzel walking in the room. These people, oh, you Johnny Mac, man, I want, you know, I want to get this book done. I want to get that done. Johnny Mac's a celebrity. In case you guys ever never hung out with him, you get some free drinks, you hang out with Johnny Mac. You know, so, <laughs> but, you know, it's really, it's really important 
that people know that you have the proving experience in this area of leadership that you're leading them in. Uh, the third thing is, and this is really, really important, is friendship. And that is people always want to know, do you care about them? People always want to know, do you care about them? You know, most people really don't care what you know. They just want to know that you care. You know, when I was, I was, I sold cars for a long time and was in retail operations for over 30 years. And I, this was drilled into me and I always shared it and drilled it with, with my, my staff um, is that if you make a connection with your customers, if your customers sense that you care about them right out of the gate, you don't have to talk to them into spending money with you. People always want to know, do you care? People always want to know, can I trust you? Because trusting and caring, all of it ties together. And then they want to know, can you help me? Then when you do that, you, you provide this, this really super preferred experience that people gravitate to. The fourth thing is, do you have a track record? This is important. I want everybody, if you don't get anything, get this right here. Do you have a track record of making a difference in people's lives? Do you have a track record of making a difference in people's lives? See, when we start talking about modeling and you want people to come in and follow me and, and, and let me lead you, do what I say, I'm telling you, then one of the things that they want to see is, is some evidence that you are actually making a difference. What's, you know, is it worth me, you know, coming around you? You know, I, I have a, I have a thing that the people that get the majority of my time are difference makers. Because I'm intent, I have, I have this, this prayer every day that I ask God these things right here. One, Lord, let me be a blessing for somebody today. Bring me in the midst of somebody that I can, I can be their angel. I can be the answer to their prayer every day. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't even have any idea, but I do ask the Lord to use me in that way every day. And then every day, I make sure I make a difference in somebody's life. Every single, whether it's a small gesture, whether it's an act of kindness, that's my prayer every day. And that's what I walk. I don't walk out of my, my house or this morning I'm in a hotel room. I won't walk out of my hotel room with that on, that on my heart first is identifying who can I help today? Because I'm telling you, once you get into that motion, then the sincerity is felt by strangers even. The law of modeling. The next law I want to cover is, and this is a more complicated law, is the law of expansion. The law of expansion is, uh, <laughs> is, is really essential to growth because we have to understand that growth always increases our capacity. Growth always increases our capacity. You see, it's something about, about getting stretched, 
that once once you never once you get really stretched, you never really can go back to normal. You know, you you never really can. You never can really go back to 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 where you to where you were. And there's there's something about you know increasing your capacity that you realize real quickly that once you accomplish something, especially when you didn't think you could get there, that you have room for more. So you, we, we never really reach our capacity. And that's what's exciting about growth. We, we really don't understand that. And this is important because you know, I heard Bishop Jake say, when you pray and ask God for something, and it's something critical, and it's something important to you, and it's something that you really need, and it's something that you're waiting on God for, the first thing you better do is make sure you have a capacity to receive whatever it is you're asking for. And, you know, he said that years ago, and that stuck with me. So I've always, uh, when I get ready to take on something big, you know, before I get on, uh, and I had to learn this by mistakes, really because I've squandered a lot of opportunities is what am I take once I'm taking this thing on, do I have the capacity to actually manage that? And what I find out is, is that that means is, uh, have I taken the time to learn what I need to learn to be able to handle what's coming my way? You know, there's something interesting about this learning thing, you know, experts say that we only, and they, they, this study has been done by uh, hundreds of experts that we really are only human beings are really only operating in about on the average is only operating at about 10% of their capacity. Think about that. Most people without knowing it. And if you didn't know, now, you know, that most people are only operating at 10% of their capacity. That means that you really have 90% potential for growth. 90%. That's why you can't get settled in no matter how old you are thinking that you can't grow or you can't learn or you can't expand. That's not how God created us. As a matter of fact, we found out a couple of myths. Now, now that we're in, uh, in this area we are in, there's this, this science called neuroscience. All right, Neuroscience is a study of the brain. And, and now in the last seven years, because of technology and, and imaging and x-rays and everything that the, te the technologies that are available today, that it has made everything prior to seven years ago that we knew about the brain obsolete. So we, we had it wrong on practically everything we knew about the brain. Now we know so much more about the brain. And the one thing we know about the brain is that you can expand your brain, not physically through growth, but in density. There are these things called, just a thing called neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is how you grow. And we have areas in our brain that we can grow and there's limit, unlimited potential for growth. And how do you grow it? You, just by getting involved in learning something, you actually create new neurons when you learn and when you get challenged, your brain gets energized. And when your brain gets energized, your, your body gets energized. So the question is, how do we tap into that 90% of our potential? 
Well, there are two things. The first thing is to change how you think. That's the first thing we want to do, change how you think. The second thing is change what you do. Change how you think and change what you do. Stop thinking more work and think what works. I'm going to repeat that. Stop thinking, man, this is just more work and start thinking, man, what works? What's going to get me to that next level? Stop thinking, can I? And start thinking, how can I? See, if you really want different results, you have to change the way you think, especially when you're in a rut. You know, I had a, a relative of mine who's uh, been disappointed with her life so far. And she said something really interesting. And I know a lot of people like this. She made me think about some other people that I've met in the past. And she has kind of fallen into this state of sadness because she's not happy with what she's accomplished in her life. And she's said that, you know what? It wasn't in the cards for me to have this or have that. I guess it wasn't, it wasn't uh, meant for me to be great or meant for me to be better or live better than, uh, you know, than I am. And she listed off these things, some of them material, some of them were spiritual, but she began to tell herself, talk herself into settling for staying in that 10% zone. You know, just, she hadn't figured out and no, hadn't been around anybody, hadn't got around any leadership that would challenge her to start tapping into that 90%. She hadn't gotten in with any, gotten with any groups like the National Men's Prayer Call to uh, uh, give her some insight on how to change the way you think. She hadn't tapped into uh, Reggie Wright and heard Reggie Wright, his, his, his great storytelling ability and, and, pull, and pull some nuggets out of that on how to uh, get, get some different things done in their life and, and 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 she said it in such a way that it made me think that that the people that she see and have determined that that are successful and had things they just kind of stumbled into it that that is it was something magical happened that necessarily they may not have necessarily earned it and I'm telling you it's a lot of people feel like that you know, and, and a lot of it is because they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. And, you know, people get stuck. You know, people do, people want to continue to do what they've been doing. And amazingly, they want things to change. Doing what they've been doing because they don't want to stay, they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. Whether that's getting with a new group of people, whether that's getting with, uh, starting a new job or taking a new challenge, taking a course. You know, we always come up with these reasons. You can always find reasons why you can't do something. And it's really amazing. So 
we have to make sure that we stop being comfortable doing the same thing every time. And, and, and we have to be comfortable managing change. As a matter of fact, I want to challenge every man on this line and every man within the sound of my voice and every woman, if you're on this line, if you're ear hustling, to become a change agent. See, your evolution is not possible without your ability to manage change. It's impossible. And right now, in the world that we're living in, it's in, in constant flux. You know, technology uh, and the advancement of technology uh, has bombarded us and come up on us in such a way that things are changing so fast that most people can't even handle it. You got some people that uh, can't even handle uh, the technology of the telephone. They freak out about it. They get anxiety about it. You know, at my church, we have iPhone and Android phone classes for people that are older. I'm trying my best to get my dad in that class. He won't get rid of that flip phone. <laughs> so, but my point being is that he'd rather, instead of, instead of taking advantages, taking advantage of the technology and the convenience of the new smartphone, because he's uncomfortable with doing that, and so uncomfortable that it creates anxiety within them that he'd rather stay average. He'd rather just stay, I'm, I'm good. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that because I don't want to, that's just too much. Anybody else heard that besides, besides me? Hey, man, that's just way too much. I ain't got to, it don't take all of that. I don't have to do all of that. I, I'm going to figure it out on my own. What, when you hear somebody says that, they're looking for the path of least resistance. They're looking for something easy. Those people need leadership. Those are the people that, they need you more than ever when you hear that. So I'm going to leave you with this. Stop doing what's expected and do more. Do the important things every single day. Find somebody to make a difference. Hopefully this has helped somebody today. Good morning, gentlemen. So Derek, I'll turn it over to you. Hey, Benny. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you, brother, for, uh, for coming on and for stepping in the gap at the last minute. And man, it's just so awesome that how God just used you. And I, I'm on to resist the temptation to go back off into your message and to just totally butcher it. I won't do that. Uh, but I do wanna say this, I, I wanna say this, um, for those that have been trekking with us from the, 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 first, uh, the first segment that, we, that we've done uh, on the first law all the way up until now, um, guys, in, in order to really take advantage as to, of, of what's been going on, we gotta do like Benny said, we, we've got to really just settle in our heart to say, I'm going to become a change agent. And doing that, one one big task is required and that's to admit where I am. And I'll just give you an example before we close out. One of my big changes this year to my wife, I just told her, hey, I'm going to become a better listener. The first thing that I had to do was to admit that I don't listen well. And by nature, I don't. I mean, if anybody's around me, you're talking to me, I'm constantly ready to talk. 
And so that's not good. And so I've determined this year that I want to become a better listener. I want to be a sponge. But I'll say this. So when my wife, she was talking to me, this actually happened last week. She says, babe, why do you look so disgruntled when I am talking to you? I said, babe, because what you're saying to me is so hurtful, but it is so necessary and it is so neat. And she wasn't saying anything bad, but guys, we live in a world where we don't want any, any, any challenge. We don't want it. And so this type of information is, it's hard. And so I, 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 first of all, say we've got to, for those of us that are listening, if we're really going to take advantage of what Benny has poured and shared, we've got to first say, hey, I'm going to listen to Benny. I'm going to take that. I'm going to accept Benny's challenge to become a change agent. And you know what? You got to point the, you got to point the finger at yourself and say, it starts with me. It starts with me. That's what I've had to do with being a better listener. Just say, hey, babe, it starts with me. And so I told her, I said, hey, listen, every day, though, I feel myself growing. I'm listening more. I, I see myself uh, uh, not wanting to respond as fast, even though it's hard. It's difficult because by nature, I just want to, I, I want to, I don't want to listen. And so, but I see growth happening. I see growth happening. So I just challenge you guys before we end this call. Uh, to avail yourself to this information and to take uh, to to take Benny's challenge and to uh, commit to becoming a change agent, guys. We poured a lot into this series. I hope it's been uh, helpful to you guys. And I think we got another couple days or so to, to to wrap this up. And and so thank you once again, Benny. Uh, I'll go into prayer and close us out. I could keep talking for days on on how impactful this has been, but I won't. Dear Father God, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the speaker uh, that you presented forward. Said, wrap us up. Look like you got to jump yeah, on in. Look like we had a little technical difficulties, but let me jump right in. I, I can catch that baton. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now and we absolutely thank you. We thank you first and foremost for this ministry, the National Men's Prayer Call. You are here by design, Father, as iron sharpens iron, Father. So we avail ourselves and humble ourselves to be taught and to be led. It is by your word that says that we will be conformed to the image of Christ. And that is a proactive process. So we, Father, we thank you for all the these mighty, mighty men of valor that you put on this line, Father. All of my brothers, we join unitedly humble before your throne just to thank you absolutely for everything that you're doing in our lives, Father, for putting us in this situation so that we can grow and expand the way that you have us do, Father. So we thank you for that opportunity. Father, we understand the impact that we have on the sphere of influence that we have on the people that are around us. So, Father, we want to represent you well. We want to make sure our our lives work so they, they can see a shining example of what it looks like for a man uh, that has a kingdom vision and is doing the things that he needs to do, even when we put ourselves in a situation where we need to be chastened. So, Father, we are not these men that you cannot use because we're not making ourselves available, Father. We're putting ourselves in that position so that we can be chastised, challenged, Father, encouraged, and pushed to the next level because 
you are deserving and we are to be lights on a place on a hill that you get the credit for. So Father, have your way in our hearts and our place and our minds and our spirits and you be glorified through all of it. We love you. We honor you. Now we live for you. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray all these things. Amen. Y'all join us back here on Thursday as we wrap this um, this series up. And it's going to another be a powerful one with Derek Butts closing us out. It's going to be dope, y'all. Hope to see y'all on Tuesday and then we move forward. Y'all have a blessed day. Great job, Doc. Thank you. Peace. J-Man, come on, bye.